This is the Prepare for Battle podcast, an on-earth conversation with Aaron and Sharon, here to represent the human spirit in an attack from an automated, digitally generated, algorithmic-driven machine in the digital battlefield that is our business reality. So fire up your business murderers, dial in your crown chakras, and connect at ready for these mega downloads. This week's episode in 3, 2, 1... To the Prepare for Battle podcast, I am Aaron Battle, and I'm Sharon Kennedy. And today we've got episode three of season two: Little Battles. Does childhood trauma affect business? Um, I think so. I do too. I I think especially when people are under stress, uh, they revert very quickly to their their ones and zeros, and that is based on. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the um, I'm not a psychologist here, but you know, if you're going to act out, I've seen kids act out, and that's what it looks like. Is that where they throw themselves on the ground in the middle of the shopping center and start screaming and kicking their their feet and yep, screaming yep. at the top of their voice? Yep, my my little guy just started doing that. Not in the shopping center, because of course we're not we're not shopping anymore, but uh, at home it's like watching somebody, you know. He, he, he would squat down, put his hands out, and slowly, like in slow-mo, dive on the floor and then screaming out. Because, you know, of course, he doesn't want to hurt himself. <laughs> he's a clever boy. He is. He's, he's surprising us every day. Yeah, I think um, I think it is all about that, you know, when we don't get our own way and we jump up and down and um, carry on. And at the time, it feels quite justified you know, we'll go through that process in our head very quickly that this is a justified... Um, like a reaction? Like break a, out. a way to behave? Yeah. Yeah, when you feel like you're, you're not being heard, um, not being understood, um, they can be triggers. Yeah, I, I think it also comes from a place of lack of power, like where, where there's, you feel useless in the situation and... You, you have to throw your weight around in a, in a, in a uh, uncontrolled manner because, you know, we're, we're really – well, we're in a place now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking – you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking I would hate to own a business right now. And when I say that, I'm talking about a bricks-and-mortar business because it, it must be really – I mean, it must be heartbreaking to know that uh, you want to do the right thing and you've got a landlord to satisfy, you've got rents to pay, you've got staff – that I mean, you know, you hard conversations about you know using up holiday pay and and I don't I don't know I don't know how they do it but I mean you got you look at Melbourne there was what 200 days in lockdown um, Sydney are now going on what months as well up here in Newcastle we're in week three um, like and and it just you walk around and it feels sad because there's nothing happening. But when you when you think about what's happening behind the scenes, um, yeah, I mean, it's there's, there's a lot of happy employees that are just getting paid to do nothing. They're just on holidays, hanging out at home, um, and that's and that's good for them. But from a business owner perspective, like, what are, what are you supposed to do? Well, you know, it it's amazing how quick um, the conversation turns to the current situation because. You know, we're feeling everyone's pain that's that's in a business, um, especially some of the stories where I've seen they just started um, their business, they've just got 
all of their stuff, all of their um, stores in place and paid for and um, and then, you know, snap, lockdown and everything's just sitting there. I mean, I, I do wonder about, um, you know, the food outlets and things where there's produce, you know, that's fresh sitting there. Um, you know, I've heard things where restaurants have just started cooking and giving the food away for people who need it but you know that's that's wonderful but it's it's a very short-term thing when you look at people who just don't have any money coming in to even go down to the shops and buy their food you know there is that it is finite right now it is there's a finite amount of of stuff out there in general like if you do have food down at the shop and you're actually able to go there then you've got to line that up with payday and then if payday is missing um where where are you going to get the money from are you going to borrow it or um, is there a partner who's working um you know there's all these types of things and then there's people who are just on their own um really struggling just with basic care yeah yeah the the time i mean there's something funny going on with time now too because you're in the same scene you're at your home every day and i had one of my clients ask me today if i would be willing to do a meeting on sunday and and he was hesitant about asking me that and i'm like it's you know normally i would i'll tell you where to go sunday's a sacred day in my house um but to, but now it's like you know I, I could probably get away with it because every day feels exactly the same um but but yeah, I I do I do understand what you're saying, um, with businesses that have just set up, um, with with people that are that all of a sudden are, are, are living day to day, or or I mean let's say week to week. I mean that's that's reasonably normal. But the in these situations, even though we're in a first world, I feel like the the that those aspects of the first world that make us a first world are deteriorating very quickly. Yes, I think. I- Yes. Unfortunately, that's got to be a yes. Yeah. Like I'm I mean I've I've recently come to realize that I I enjoy the chaos. I kind of thrive on the chaos and and I'm not sure. I'm I'm working through my my own personal trauma why I'm okay with that and why I, why I think that's okay. Um but but right now collectively it's it's not very fair because I mean, this is one of the one of the, the sort of points that I, I seem to always bring up, but I don't feel like the people are being represented. Business owners are definitely not represented right now. They are kind of just left to make do with with whatever. Um, and I mean, for, for small businesses, it's hard enough as it is. Um, you know, general struggles in business would I mean they would I mean they would have already been having a tough time small business micro businesses and then to, and then to go through this um it's almost an impossible task i i think it really is and and i don't think it's been talked about enough um in regards to to what people are suffering with because you know there's this you know we're resilient you know we'll get through this but really at the end of the day if you haven't got that basic stuff the money that you need to go in and get food that you need to put in your mouth. If you haven't got a wonderful, extensive veggie garden growing outside, then bottom line is there ain't nothing there. And 
people aren't doing well and this keep a good stiff upper lip um, approach, we're all going to be okay soon. It's just, it's just rubbish. I think yeah. it's, I think it's just rubbish, and I think we've got to call it for what it is because I don't think there is enough being done um, because everyone's so restricted and they're very much worried about themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So in in comparison, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a a bit of um, what what happened in Mexico when when their version of lockdown came in because from a I, I guess it's nothing special um, in Mexico and I guess our, our lockdowns are nothing special to the to us either because we're we're living it but when you when you do a comparison between what's happening over that side of the world compared to what's happening here um, and I know Mexico and Australia is not a you know not a fair um, comparison but from a just from a, an average guy with a with a business living um you, you look at you look at the situation from a, a day-to-day perspective how would how do you survive there compared to how do you survive here and there wasn't really um i mean the, the lockdowns lockdowns happened in mexico but it wasn't really like um like it is here where we're being tracked and we've got to sign into places and we're not allowed to travel more than five kilometers it was kind of like a recommendation we recommend you don't go out um but most people live day-to-day anyway and they, they they had to they had to continue business, irrespective of the situation. And things just like it, it was more of a um, I mean that the people evolved into the situation. It wasn't like a top down. It was I mean I, I don't I don't know how to explain it. It was well it was Bottom decentralized. Up. Everyone had to do their own thing. It was like up it was like up to you. Do you want to look after yourself? Do you want to do you want to wear a face mask? Up to you. Like everyone's got to do whatever they want, um, but be responsible. And I think that's what's at least then people had that that illusion of choice because even if you go to the markets, half the markets aren't open anyway because people just didn't turn up. The people that didn't have to go to work didn't go to work. Where we're here, doesn't matter whether you need to or you don't, you can't. So we're all locked in. That we are. So how I don't do we, know what else to say about that. <laughs> well, how do we react to that? Because I I mean behaviors are big. I mean, behaviour in this situation is, I think, is a big defining point of, of Australian people in general. And we we look at the situation like I think before any any lockdown experience, before it was even a thing, before anyone could even imagine what lockdown was, everyone had their own. I mean, you know, normal status quo of behaviour. And I think most people would do you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. So you pay your bills on time, you um, you know respect people's space, all the normal things you would do without without spelling it all out. Um, but then now now we're in a situation where if all of a sudden cash flow is tight and you don't know because your business has been closed or you don't know where your next client's going to come from because it is, it's completely uncertain. All of a sudden you can decide who you will pay, who you won't pay your, your behaviors on holding cash is going to be different because cash is king. After all, I don't have to pay that bill. We'll wait until they remind me to pay that bill. Um, I mean, all this behavior must be happening where people are just letting, letting things run um, because you know, we're in extra time and nobody knows what's going on. Like, how long are we going to be locked down for? How long's a piece of string? I tried looking that up. Google <laughs> didn't help me. I was, I mean, I wasn't looking for how long was a piece of string. I was looking for 
lockdown, New South Wales, regional lockdown. Um, I was just, you know, trying to work it out. I'm on the uh, New South Wales app. I'm on their website. They're all very good at telling you when it started, but no one wants to say when it finishes. Because no one knows. I mean, the fact of the matter is I don't think anyone knows and they wouldn't dare put it up there in case it come back to bite them. Um, And you've got, you know, as we talked about before, you've got federal government, state governments and local governments and health departments and at all different levels and they're, they're all saying different things. Um, you know, I was recently going through that wormhole, I'll call it, um, just to find out on what side effects for the vaccine are and how long they last and this sort of thing. And some... Government websites were quite good. Some were just a dog's breakfast. Yeah. And I say that because the information was it was so different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so the inconsistent information. And messy. Like some of it was um, succinct, but there was other information that was like a dog's breakfast. It was just all over the place and there was a video thrown in here and it was a very boring interview that you had. Like, you want that information quick. You don't want to sit through a whole hour of bureaucrats. Yeah. Yeah, give me an Instagram post. In their monotone voice going, (laughs) oh, geez, I thought, click off that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not easy to find information. And, well, I mean, so here's the other thing that really blows my mind, in particular about information. How come everyone's posting whatever they want? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's, I mean, like nobody knows what's going on. Even now, nobody knows the truth. You can't believe the media. You can't believe the government. You, you the, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, and anyone that tells me, I'm not going to believe them. <laughs> like, why can't we just have one truth? Well, that would make it a little bit too simple, I think. I mean, it's not the, you know, the, um, yeah, it's not what's happening. It's not the vid. It's not the, the the pandemic. It's like like we all know that's the story. We all know that's that's happening in, in different worlds. Um, but what's I'm only hearing individual people speak out with their own personal truth, and and I don't know where the, the common truth is here. Well, I think, you know, if all level of, levels of government um, sort of got together and took a consolidated approach to information, because really at the end of the day, you and me don't really give a rats about local, state and federal government. We just want you to be consistent and concise in whatever it is you're going to communicate to us. So if you've got all of these departments get those people together in a room, smash it out, put it all out there on the the old whiteboard and, you know, make it make sense. You yeah. know, for, for the old end user, the UX, that's the buzzword these days, isn't it? Our U- UX. UX, UI. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it, go, it just goes back to that stuff, the stuff that, that they all know, we all know, but it's not landing in our laps like that. Yeah, yeah. So we, so we were living in a free world, untested, and then the vid turns up and tests all levels, tests the the home, 
test the workplace, test the schoolyard. They're now testing media, government departments, local authorities. Everyone's now being tested, um, not for the vid, but just for just for teamwork. Well, yeah, teamwork, collaboration, partnership, communication. Like, are we all working for the same thing? Like, I know, I know, in a small business and a small team, this, this is important. We all know the vision of the of the founder or the the CEO or just the business owner. Um, we expect the business owner to turn up on time, run the run the morning meetings, get everyone on point, answer the questions, and then we we all get to work. Um, I know, I know, Australia as a country is not a small business, but when you look to leadership. That's that's what you want. I don't I don't want some wannabe B grade celebrity jumping on TV for 45 minutes and, and ragging on about the same rubbish they're going on about yesterday and giving me no information, just commanding me to do childhood things like put my son hat on, slip slop slap, be safe guys, and it's the same rubbish. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. feel like we're ranting now, but it's it's just well, like. It's it's revving me up because I just I just want, um, I mean I I know we're I know we're in a different world I know we're not going back to it um, I know things are going to be yeah but can we can we work it out That's what I'm getting to Can we work something out Oh that's a big ask <laughs> Like really Who do you think you are <laughs> I ask the big questions <laughs> They need to be asked and they they need to have answers But you know, unless you get a really good um, coordinator and stakeholder manager that can go across all those levels and just, you know, get like a a brain, what do you call it, capsule, a bit like when they, they do secret tenders and things and they lock you in a room for, not in a room, but in an area for three months while all of this assessment and analysis is going on. Like if they would have done that, even at the beginning of this year, we'd be in a better place now. But I think they got a bit complacent about it. Yeah, like it surprises me that we were we've been in this for eighteen months. Yeah. Or, or look, I mean, considering it started um, in you know, what, December of two thousand and nineteen, um, you know, we we're now almost running up two years, and it's like we're still nowhere. Yeah. I mean that that this is the problem for for businesses. It's just it's been uncertain for that long, and kind of. I mean, I grew up playing football, and I was and I was played second row, sometimes first row, and in in rugby league that means you know you're the buff head that that grabs the ball and just runs, and you know you, you're not you're not going to make it anywhere. You're not you're, you're the bigger guy, so you're not fast. You just need just to run straight and hit some hit some kids in front of you and just, you know, just run up, make 10 metres, make 15 metres, make a break, not likely, but just run the ball up. Like, it's not a tough job. Um, so when I'm looking at this situation, it's like, where do I, like, give me the pill and let me run? Like, what am I supposed to do? And when COVID first kicked in, I saw this trend in in, uh, in the digital businesses, every business was going digital, but considering that I was already freelancing in marketing roles, it, it was the opportunity for me to to formalize. So I went from being a, a freelance marketer with with a couple collaborators, maybe like a web guy and a design girl and um, my crew, um, and then a few salespeople that helped me along the way. And then I realized businesses need to go 
digital. So let's present ourselves as a as a digital agency. And that was that was like my catalyzing moment of let's get professional rather than just kicking on with things as they are. Um, in hindsight, I'm not even sure what we're waiting for, but things were good. So why why change the recipe? And and since then, that's where Battle and Co was launched in the middle of this. Well, in the beginning of this pandemic, because it it pushed us to present ourselves differently as someone that's people that can do the job. Um, but I'm, I'm looking even for me, and we're we're coming up to a year now since that started, and we've had to redevelop ourselves twice in that time because we just, I mean, the market is so volatile. Yeah, it's different. Um, I mean, the, getting through Christmas and looking at next year, I'm not sure what what market I'm going to be presenting myself to. I know. Um, you know, where I'm at, I'm a little bit slower than you at jumping off the edge, but um, the world's changed so many times um, since I was in Newcastle and I was just thinking today, now how long have I been here now? Has it been 12 months or or two years? And I really <laughs> had lost perspective on 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 time. Because yes, because of all of this that we're dealing with, and and then I realised, oh no, it has been a little bit longer than I thought. Well, that's good because I I started to feel bad about my accomplishment and productivity, um, because I've had to take things slow and calculated and a lot of thought and discernment going into what I'm doing. And while while I'm doing that, the whole world just keeps changing at you know, thousand rates a minute or, or whatever, but very fast. Yeah. And so trying to make the two of those things work um, causes me some level of, you know, I got to hold hold my brain in. Yes. <laughs> Hand on the head. Oh, that's a bit too much. Well, yeah. I mean, well, as much as all the craziness and uncertainty and 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 just out of any normalization any you know, anytime soon there is there are a lot of positive things coming out of this out of this whole situation and i think for as as a business owner this is what as an entrepreneur these are these are the times that you need to shine like this is your out of anyone this is your time so i i was talking with my sister um this is only I don't know, time, it's hard to measure, but maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe yesterday, I don't know, it was recently. And she was telling me that um, Newtown in Sydney, um, which is a suburb, you know, trendy, hipster suburb in the, the centre of Sydney, it's it has it's not in one of the, you know, the high red zone LGA local something something areas. And one of the uh, one of the local pubs had like bubble machines on the on the roof launching bubbles into the whole street so the street was just full of bubbles like you know like the you know like i don't know bubbles i think ones kids play with and they and they had takeaway cocktails right. and i thought i thought wow wouldn't i love to be in newtown right now like just something different something i mean you, you everyone's out for an exercise all of a sudden active wear is the new go-to it's either pajamas yeah. or active wear and yeah. because you have to be active right otherwise you're not allowed outside you're only you're you're not allowed to go further than five kilometers from your house, and if you are outside, you need to be exercising. So you got to look like you got to look the part, even though you're just hanging out. So well, you're in your you're in your you tights. 
You know five kilometres puts me in the middle of a sheep paddy, don't you? <laughs> well, how are those sheep going? Are they still hanging around or are they breaking COVID rules? You know what? They've been shorn and, and it's raining and it's cold. Ah, uh, lucky. And I'm feeling for them. Mm, but that, they haven't broken in again? No. No, they haven't. That's no, a shame. Um, I did but... interrupt. I did interrupt you talking about um, the active wear. So I live in you know, on the beach side of Newcastle. So I'm I'm pretty lucky. I've, I've even though so within my five kilometre radius is everything. Um, I could even take a ferry ride to Stockton if I wanted to. So you know I've I've got I've got all the the best parts of all the worlds, and it just seems like when I'm when I'm outside because you know you got to got to walk the kids. Um, there's a lot of people out. More people. There's more people out now than I've ever seen, and and that's and that's because everyone's at home and they got they got nowhere to go. So the only thing we can do is go for a walk, and it's really nice. You know, you see mum and dad with a pram. The kids are out. Everyone's on bikes, and it's just like you know everyone everyone that's out there lives here, and there's nothing else to do. So everyone's out, and it just seems like that the foreshore it's packed. Like I mean, you know, we're all keeping the one meter. We're all doing the right thing. But it's just there's a lot of people walking around exercising, so it feels nice, even so, in, inside you know what what it is that we're doing right now. So do you have to do you have to wear active wear, or is that a joke? Uh, no, that's a joke. Okay. I just um, <laughs> no, but, but it's like if if you're pulled up, if a policeman says you know I've been watching you. You're not exercising. It's like well I'm wearing the uniform, so you know leave leave me alone. <laughs> Um, I'm active, um, and then you know, as you you know, power walk away. So, so when you're out there walking around, are, are people waving? Are they being friendly? Yeah, yeah, it's just like a normal, a normal Sunday fun day, family day. Oh, that's good. That's nice to know. Yeah. So, I mean, so it, it's not all doom and gloom. This, this is the, this is the thing. It's like I, I understand people are all stressed and under pressure, but. We need to take advantage of of this time to reassess, you know, what what's happening with business. Is is my business something that I, uh, that I want to continue with? Because, you know, are you gonna are you gonna sit at home on your hands for the next three months and hope that one day you can open your business again, or do you do you look for a, a pivot? Well, I definitely think a pivot, and I would I wouldn't be sitting on my hands waiting. I would be. I would be drawing it to me, whatever whatever that is. Um, and it looks like there are so many areas we can go into, like sanitising and take away food. Um, yeah, who knows? I mean, I've seen some things advertised where obviously people are making cakes and bickies and things at home and, um, and selling them um, on Marketplace. And then I think, well, if you're in lockdown, you're not meant to go pick it up anyway. I don't think um, the old postie is coping too well with all the extra online orders and things. That's a good point. Um, so, you know, maybe I could turn my van into something and put a few boxes in there. That's that's the spirit. <laughs> I mean, when I when I duck down to the supermarket, every second person is a is a a Woolies employee doing the, you know, filling the trolley, you know, their their special basket trolleys for people that have ordered online. So, I mean, it's it's everywhere around us where where the world's changing, 
and there's still going to be commerce. We're well, still going to need stuff. The little battle there is that I've heard that they have made it in some areas where you can only get deliveries, um, so you have to order online. So then that overloads that system, which wasn't made for it, and then you're waiting how long before before the delivery arrives, and then yeah. you've got the the whole issue with um, leaving stuff unattended. Oh, but I delivered that. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and no, you can't do that. Well, <laughs> I had a situation where um, I was waiting on an iPad for my sister and the email came and said it had been delivered two days ago. Well, where is it? You know, she has a disability, so she can't speak and answer the door and things. So I'm like, well, where is it? The courier company sent me through a verification, which was a picture of, you know, the scan code and the date and everything. But where it was for the signature to go, someone had just printed my sister's name there. I thought, oh, here we go. More and, work. Well, then you go onto the website of the courier and they say, well, since the vid started, they take no responsibility for deliveries. Well, that's nice of them. I got. I had to laugh because, you know, I was shaking my head and I thought my head's going to fall off in a minute because this is just too ridiculous. Because yeah. it's it leaves there's so many things that leaves open, doesn't it? Um, well, am I lying about receiving it? That's probably what the company would say. They could say that. They could say that. You know, the poor guy that's got to deliver it. But I think there are other ways that. We could be doing things in this situation rather than just this complete you're over there and I'm over here thing. Well, I mean, it's still very early days. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of adjustment that we and I think that the mistake is there are a lot of people that are waiting for things to go back to normal. And and we I mean, it, it might be healthy for those people to think that. Um, but I know if we all, if we were all willing to do the work and dive into our personalities, and and then and dissect how am I responding to this based on what sort of person I am, um, and then is that the right response, or I'm just I'm just stubborn, pig-headed, you know, put my hand in my my head in the sand, and this is who I am, so let me be me. Um, that's not gonna. I don't think that's gonna turn out too well. Like they, like ultimately, there's no, there's there's no. Um, well, I mean, with it here, I mean, this is all me actually. This is my my personality saying, you know, government isn't there to look after you. No, and I don't think that we can rely on government. I mean, it's a heavy burden as it is without this sort of stuff going on. Um, and I think it will be networks and communities that will shine in this environment. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be the 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 phoenixes that rise from the ashes because i mean yeah i, I just I, I i mean i i know this is i mean again this could be just my my world and my perspective but i feel like i know that this is you know this is an attack we are in some kind of war right now and people have to be willing to take their own you know, future and prosperity into their own hands and that could be very difficult for someone that's been employed for decades has never had to think about making money especially in this country well exactly and especially when you don't know what it looks like um you know really 
it's taking that blind leap of faith because we don't, we don't have a crystal ball to say that it's going to finish on this day or this type of industry is going to be the place to jump into. You know, when you're making making those decisions or thinking about what you could do, um, there's no one leading the way to say, yeah, go this way or go that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to have some pretty heavy tips at the end of this episode. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in I mean, I mean we should um i'm interested in your business in in workforces and in the the motivation work that you do how i mean this is putting you on the spot so i'll um it's not I'll like you i'll no not at all but I'll, I'll extend the question how do you see i mean looking at at workplaces and in in my case the the office that i work at the um or the roost in Newcastle, co-working space, great, great creative place to work. Quite a, I mean, a big level, um, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of us in there. I mean, there could be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not even sure how many there are, but let's say at peak, you know, easily 30 people at their own desk or individual businesses doing their thing. Um, when, the, when this last lockdown came in, we all got a notification to say we're closed. Like it was, it's illegal for us to open. So everyone worked from home. And, you know, I mean, we got what we got maybe a couple of days notice. Actually, you know what? We didn't. I had I had less than, you know, let's, I'm, I'm talking a negative notice. Like it was out of the blue. It was um, we just got told there was um, yeah, lockdowns kicking in five o'clock this afternoon on the day we got told regional Newcastle. Um, and I think our co-working space opened the next day because it was Friday. And then from Monday we were. We were out. Mm. I mean, I'm not even sure if they open the next day. I mean, I I couldn't go because of family pressures. You know, you can't, you know, the the vids everywhere. You can't you can't put yourself in that position. So, looking at workplaces, how do, I mean, how do you see what's what's the future of that? If you had to make a prediction. Well, right now, I would say there's there'd be two workplaces: ones that are vaccinated and ones that aren't. Oh, you're opening up a can of worms. Um, I know. What's going to happen? I mean, that. I mean, yeah. I, I know. I know. We're supposed to be talking about about um, yeah, business struggles and uh, you know the little battles in business. But, okay, but here it is. This is it. You are a business owner. You got a small team. Um, a couple of people in your business don't want to get vaccinated. What happens? Well. That's a million-dollar question, really, isn't it? I mean, you could be like Qantas and say, well, you know, unless you're vaccinated, then this isn't the airline for you. It, Yeah, it will really depend on on what rules and regulations come out. But, I, you know, all of that takes such a long time and it's a huge coordination task in itself. So I would imagine... Um, We'll keep doing much of the same of what as what we're doing now, which will be working remotely. So the technology needs to step up and be able to handle that. You know, limits on Wi-Fi and these sorts of things will have to be removed. You know, some good background blockers when you're on video, so you can't tell whether you're in the kitchen. In the bathroom, or, or driving a car. <laughs> you see that on Instagram? No, I haven't. Uh, 
he's a pretty cool dude. He's um he's put installed a green screen in his car behind his driver's seat. So he's driving around and he's got one of these um, backgrounds. So it's it's so funny. I've got to find it. He's um you know share share it share it in our in our Facebook on our Facebook page because he he's literally driving a car and it looks like he's sitting at an office desk. So he's got the biggest smile on his face. I mean, obviously he's looking around, looking pretty sus because he's driving a car. Um, I mean, I think the technology in that respect is pretty good. Like we we can we got we got pretty good products now be, between Skype, Zoom, and you know Google Meet and all the rest of them. Um, I just think there's a, there's a lot of places where you you need that face to face time. And well, we're yeah. sent we're sentient beings. We're we do need that interaction and you know putting everyone up on a tv screen isn't the same thing no no you know it's not. You, you can't go outside and sit in the sun and be on a on a screen on a laptop screen because you can't see it yeah well if if you were a business owner would um, i can't i can't put in the spot like that i know um, there's going to be a lot of business owners making some tough decisions about, I mean, they don't have enough information because if you go to the the websites, the government sites, to know what the what the rules are, not the law, because the law doesn't exist yet. It's coming. Um, the rules that are there to be to be followed, but can't really be enforced. Um, you can't expect everyone. You can't force people to get vaccinated to keep their job. And I think this is the this is. Qantas being the case study is going to be very interesting. Have they done that? Is that is that has that happened already? I'm not sure if they've um, you know enforced that or whether it was you know all tickets sold from this date. But I I know that the announcement was made, and um, I do have friends who have um, Qantas return tickets who aren't vaccinated, and I said, well, it might be a good idea to check check the website. And see where you stand with it, because the last thing you'd want is to show up and ready to fly, and you haven't got a vaccination card. And they say we're sorry. Imagine what that would do. Yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be nice. That'd be a little battle going into a big battle. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's yeah. I don't understand the the, the legal ramifications for discrimination against people's personal opinions and decisions and what they you know what they want to inject into their body or not I, I don't even I don't even know the laws that are already there to protect people from from those kind of things let alone um, having a workplace um, all of a sudden implement uh, mandatory something like it's one thing to put a sign up in the kitchen and say you know wash up after yourself compared to a sign on the front door you know get jabbed or don't come back. Well, I guess it opens up to all sorts of things like, you know, forging cards and... Saw a few of those. <laughs> yes. Apparently they look pretty good. Do they? This is what I hear. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Yeah, I'm not sure what to say because it's it's crazy, um, but it also has a lot of people really concerned and, and you know, I don't want to... You know, people's fears re- real. There are people who don't have that much fear um, around what the consequences might be, but um, people who do have fear, that's real for them. And, you know, I think you've got to respect that. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a level of, of honouring each other for the emotional state that we might be carrying based on the, the situation, the news, the media, you know, the, the constant um, message of, of fear. And, and, you, and it's not, I mean, it's not something that, that a lot of people can control. Like I think once you're scared of something, it's kind of hard for you to just tell somebody, you know, wake up to yourself, stop being scared, stop fearing this. And because at the same time, you think, well, why, why should I? I'm being told it's a pretty scary thing. So honouring people's um, emotional states and then wanting to protect people by by saying, all right, this is a this is a vaccinated workplace. I can understand why employers would want to do that. It's just that we're, I mean, going back to what we to what we we're saying earlier, it's just that we've been in a world where our our freedoms have been just um, accepted and executed. Uh, very, um, very freely without any like conscious thought, and then to, for it to be tested now, it puts a lot of people into a position that they've never had to think about the framework that they consult or a framework that they test their own thinking. Like they, everyone just assumes that they're them because that's who they are and that's how they've always thought. And then now we're in this place where we have to make hard decisions, and we don't have any you know, concrete rock base to make decisions from. So we look for leadership so that we can go, you know, it's not on me because I'm not qualified to make this decision. I'm going to follow the rules because someone else made the decision for me. And those guys are not instilling the confidence in people to be able to act in a way that they feel confident in what they're doing because it leaves so many people either on the, the right or the left. Yeah, that's right. And that's that whole divide stuff that, We've spent a lifetime bringing people together um, and now we're being shoved apart back in time, feels yeah. like. Yeah, we have gone back in time. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting way of putting it. And, and I, I thought about back in time because I thought, is this – was back in the old days, there was a lot less people and people lived further apart. So going into town and to, to be social – would have been a thing and now i'm looking at like is this is this what it was like before when you drive around and there's no other cars on the road there's no people anywhere um unless you're down the foreshore doing exercise but when when you're driving between places you don't you don't really see that um that many people not that i'm driving very far but i mean you know five kilometers i can't even get out of the i can't even get out of here you know what i mean like i'm still in the yeah. city yeah um although i am willing to test my luck push has got to come to shove. I need to get out. Um, there's, I mean, there's just things I need to do. Like I think everyone should have the right to go check on their parents, um, especially if they're, they're older, you know, they, they, they need help. Like who's going to, who's going to take the garbage out for them, this kind of thing. Um, but then there's another business opportunity. Yeah. Give me a call, essential service. I'll take your garbage out, <laughs> wheel it to the curve, full service. There you go. You've, you've solved a problem already as long as you don't get caught doing it. Oh, well, as long as it's official, I'll have a business card with my services written on the back. <laughs> Essential. Essential, I mean, this is a thing. It's, it's a, there's a whole new marketing world out there with how you label things now as well. Yes, well, I won't say what the first thing was that came to mind then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not reading anything right now. In this, I mean, last season, we spoke about um, 
childhood trauma affecting people, how they how they get triggered. And I've we've just been talking about the workplace and bringing up touchy subjects. Have you found that this these sort of topics you can't talk about with people? Absolutely. I've I've found myself and I have conversations with people in New Zealand, in Canberra, um, in the UK, and I'm realising there's definitely things um, that I can't talk about that I would normally talk about freely, and it it is all based around the political environment at the moment and who's doing what, what prime minister's doing what, and their particular part of the world. Um, and I've just found it's best to listen and uh huh. Yeah. Because there's no point in getting into a battle over it. Um, I I just I guess I look more I look more to it as um, just being space for them to to be acknowledged with what they're dealing with where they are yeah. and what their beliefs are, whether they're scared or not. Some are, some aren't. You know, some want to get out there and join the protests. Yep. You know. Do you do you find that you like to plant seeds where you're not telling them one way or the other, you're just asking them to think about this and have you heard about that and not pushing my point, just saying there's, you know, there's information that may or may not be true, but have you, are you across it? Have you heard of it? Have you, I don't know, these are the sort of things I've been doing because I, I just, I, yeah, I, I can't shove anything down anyone's throat anymore because it's just it's too exhausting yeah exactly i mean no i'm not i'm not doing any of that um my inner circle yes because we we're sort of on the same wavelength anyway um but no basically i say to them before we end this call we need to find something funny in it or a funny story and end the conversation on laughter. Yeah. And that's been working pretty well. <laughs> I got something funny. I got something funny to add. And this is, this is, it could be the hour that I shouldn't be. It's not funny. But I posted something on Facebook about how COVID could be transferred by flatulence. <laughs> and, and I didn't believe it. And you know what? I didn't, I think it was just something funny that people, Okay, I thought it was funny until they said something about COVID being found in sewerage somewhere up here in around the Newcastle area. Um, mm-hmm. That COVID was in sewerage. Is that true? That they find COVID in sewerage? Yeah, or I mean the, the flatulence. Well, either or. I mean, it's all it's all messy <laughs> business. Uh, I have no idea. I'm gonna have to find the post. I mean, this this is the important stuff that we need to share. On the on the Facebook page, because I, I I mean I thought it was a joke, and then when I posted it, people were responding to it in a serious way, like oh no, you know my brother's going to be in trouble or something like this, just dobbing <laughs> family members in that have, you know a little gas, um, and they just people are just calling people out, and I was like I thought this was fake news, I still think it's fake news, I don't I don't know if it's it's real or not, like I, I don't I know I know the the Delta variant is airborne but i mean after processing i don't don't know if that i mean i don't know if that's a thing but that's sort of funny stuff that i like to share because 
people can all of a sudden have a normal conversation without being triggered about, you know, who's waiting for the zombies. Exactly. Exactly. And I like the way you put after being processed. It's, that was a really <laughs> clean, didn't give me any flashes that I have nightmares over um, communication. Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing I'm I'm good at. I'm I'm good at sanitizing. Sanitizing. <laughs> sanitizing language and metaphors and uh, imagery. Yeah, you're good at your craft. I, I hope so. <laughs> it's just a, it's a changing world, you know. One, you know, we're in we're in fashion one day and then out the door the next. Yes, well, it does make you. Um stop and think about what's important in this environment that's for sure so i've so just talking about this environment um i got another question for you would would you recommend people starting a business right now absolutely yeah now's the time um i'm probably hungrier than than i've ever been um to get amongst it um you know and i'm thinking of three pivotal areas to get into um do you want to know what they are i'd love to know <laughs> well, I, I i know i know um you're always thinking you're always researching so um we we've always have good conversations when it comes to this stuff so i don't i don't know exactly what businesses you got going on because you haven't written any notes about it here in our run sheet but um i think it's great content so yeah shoot Okay, so the first one you already know about, which is the book um, that I'm working on, and that is uh, based on workplace wellness. And, of course, that will have to be adjusted depending on how long it takes me to write it as to where things are at. So I think the book is a really good way to to get those thoughts out and part of that processing you've got to go through in your head, that organising that information. Um it starts that creative juice flowing and you start seeing opportunity as a result of putting that information together. So that's number one. Number two is I've been exploring um, an app, building an app. I don't know what I'm going to put on the app yet, but I think it's the way of the future, whether we're in a pandemic or not. I mean, it was pretty big business prior to but it just seems to have um well the research that i've done so far just seems to be getting new life um and in a way where we're going to educate people or they're going to have instant access to you and you know you're not going to have to go through a call center or things like that and then the other thing is this podcast and expanding expanding that out as it evolves naturally yeah yeah you know what i didn't expect those answers i i mean you know we're we're coming up to the hour and i feel like we've just got a whole new podcast in front of us now um so i'll try and keep keep this brief but i think i think those three areas for you are going to be extremely interesting like any of those three could could blossom into a full a full business full time full time work um, 
I mean, just to, to run through them quickly, the, the evolution of workplace is going to be extremely interesting and, and stepping away from the, the rubbish about about whether people are going to be vaccinated or not and, and small business owners not knowing what to do. Um, but this whole process is pushing people to think about what's important for me. And, I mean, I, I really think that after this whole situation passes, the economy is going to be that damaged that there will be some kind of universal basic income introduced, which would be payments for everyone as a, because I mean, we're going to have to, everyone needs to get retrained. There's, there's going to be so many people out of work that won't be able to get back to work and the workplace can be so competitive that workplaces are going to have to evolve. There's going to be different types. I mean, the, the, I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. Um, so people on a universal basic income will have to decide if I am going to go to work, I have to go to work for the right reasons, for the right company in the right conditions for it to be worth my while because I may as well sit at home and play guitar or paint or you know do something that's you know soul fulfilling for me because you know what I can live pretty basic and I'm happy to do so and I think that's just a result from the economic uh, disparity between the between the haves and the have-nots so yeah workplaces are really gonna have to step up like they're gonna have to work out like they're gonna have to get your book and go all right I want people to to hang around. I want to keep my staff, so I need a good workplace. So, Sharon, how do I do it? Well, this is it. I mean, as a result of thoughts that get put in my head from disseminating this information for the book, I start doing some research and find that I'm looking at, hmm, if I was going to be working at home all the time long term, how comfortable would I want that space to be? And I found these amazing office chairs that are like a ball, but a chair, and you can flip them, <laughs> flip the seat over, and it'll turn into a squishy, bouncy ball chair that will actually exercise your your buttocks and your and your thighs and abs and those sorts of things and all you're doing is sitting on an office chair and I thought well that would be pretty cool it beats getting on a treadmill like you see some people on on zoom and they've got the headphones on and they're they're moving the whole time because they're on a treadmill trying to trying trying to do all of that stuff so so yeah I started looking at those types of things and I thought well why do I even need to sit in a chair you know one of those electric chairs that gets you from sitting to standing without actually having to do it yourself. Um, that'd be nice. So are you considering, um, like, do you do you cover what it's like to have a workplace at home? Yes, there there is a section in there. Cool. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm still working from the top of a tall boy in the bedroom. Um, that's, that's my office. And it's only been like that for three weeks. And... It's just lucky that it's the right height. Like it's perfect. I've never really had a standing desk before, but I enjoy it. But after four hours, like my my lower back starts to feel it. So I'm thinking I need to get a little mini stepper in there as well. So in between calls, I could I can be stepping, you know, working, you know, exercising myself because standing up all day is um, is draining and it's uncomfortable, especially if you don't stand right. So you got to keep wiggling. Exactly, and that—that's the whole thing about it. So, 
my thing is I, I think unless you're doing yoga or you've learned some of the yoga postures so that you you learn how your body likes to hold itself so that it can last you a lifetime rather yeah. than, you know, if you're a bit short on one side and then that impacts on your hips and in your back and in your neck and all the way it goes and then you sleep at night and you've got two or three pillows and your, your head's turned up one way, all of that has an impact over time. And so... Um, yeah. Or a baby that ends up sleeping underneath your pillow or on your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but... You see the, the funny pictures where you got mum and dad sleeping in the bed and then there's a baby horizontally, you know, with yeah. feet on someone's face, and that happens. <laughs> yeah, i got to keep him out. Uh, that's the best part. Yeah. Yeah, well, there'll be, there'll be a new guy soon. Yeah. He's going to have to move on. How exciting is that? Yeah, it's scary because, um, I mean, you know, you just make it you just make it work. It's it's all good. Just rolling with the punches. That's it. Um, that's that's what we get good at. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this is this is a thing. It's like it's not just it's not just business. It's every aspect of our life is now dynamic. Yes. So, are you looking at expanding or moving furniture out so that you can be more comfortable at home now? Yes. To work. I I have uh, demanded to the the family unit that the spare bedroom. That was the the guest room that then turned into the kids' playroom is now my office. The only thing is, strategically, it's not placed very well because it it shares a, a door to the main living area. So I still think the bedroom around the corner down the hall will be better for noise. And I'm constantly having to mute my Zoom calls. Anyway, if I'm, if I'm not talking, it's on mute. So I'm just I'm used to that, like a radio, two-way radio. I'd hold the button in if I if I talk because I mean it's. I can't expect, um, yeah, I can't expect mum to be quieting the kids when, when I'm talking to you know four-year-old and one-year-old from screaming and beating each other up all day. Um, mm. So, so it's it's tough on everybody this whole work at home thing. But yeah, I would like to set up a um, like a some kind of office, and I mean it's just in my place now. I I think it's as good as it's going to get. Yeah. But with that being said, if I was to move, a, a home office would be as as important as the kitchen and bathroom. You know, when you when you go walk into a new place and you're like, what's the kitchen like? What's the bathrooms like? You know, how big's the bedroom? All of a sudden, a home office has to be more than just a, a seat in the hallway. Like it has to have its own like I think house design's gonna change because of because of the vid. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, and yeah, you know, I've talked to some guys where their their office is out in the shed and they're, they've got two beanies on and, you know, scarves and parka jackets and, and they're trying to work. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be a big part of, of new homes and, and soundproofing. Proofing. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, definitely. That's got to be a big thing too, because I guess that's that's the other thing is um, privacy and that that assurance that you haven't got the whole household listening to your <laughs> business conversation. Yeah. Well, what, what about steel reinforced doors for all the zombies? Oh dear. <laughs> 
Sorry, I had to. I had to go there. Well, I, I'm just thinking zombies. Yes, I have had a few zombies in the last couple of years. That's for sure. I didn't yeah. really know what what human zombies looked like and until <laughs> till recently. But um, yes, no zombies. It'll be a zombie-free zone. I've only got to trek down to Market Town. That's, a, that's our local shopping centre here in here in town um, to see a few zombies. I'm gather they're the ones taking all the toilet paper, are they? Um, oh, I mean, I we haven't had that issue, but I, I would say they would, they would use it like like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as they're not hogging it. No, I think I think we um we evolved past that. That was that was some um that was some childhood trauma for sure. Yes. <laughs> you can't. You got to be got to get on top of that. Make sure you got your stash. Um, but moving on to your second thing, the yes. the app. Yes. I I like that you are open to it, and that you 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 may not have the the image of what the app would be used for, 100% concreted. But I, I agree with you. Having your own, having your own um, portal or access point, your own your own digital space where you can operate with a community um, is going to be vital, especially in a world where censorship is on the rise. And you don't you don't know you don't know you know. I think we're all like one or two steps away from being, you know, far right extremists. We just don't know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> She says hesitantly. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Get on I mean, the right subject. I mean, I accidentally posted the first episode of season one. I called it some COVID business struggles or something. I don't know. Not again. Yeah, I mean, now I'm just doing it on purpose. It's like I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 doing, I'm going out of my way to make sure that we don't get followers. <laughs> I like to keep our conversations private. <laughs> well, you did say time capsule, so maybe it's the next life it's going to be popular yeah well in in terms of um the third business which is the podcast because i had i had someone ask me today um well that the the comment was you know aaron maybe you should focus on on things that that bring in money and i know that i mean we don't take up too much time with the the podcasting but you know it is it is a significant effort um, to put together a show and and keep regular and and do all the the bits and pieces that go with with podcasting. Um, and I was thinking, what? Are, I mean, I know there's there's a lot of business models around this, but if someone asked me how you're making money out of your podcast, I would have to say, how could I make money, or how I think one day I might make money, because you know it's very early days. Have you thought about all that stuff? Yes, I have. I have, and and I think that um, you know we started this pretty much like all right, let's do a podcast and let's do it now. Yeah, like you're free tonight. Yeah, that's it. So you know, a little bit of effort went into of oh, what we might talk about, um, what might people be interested in besides us, um, and. COVID was being smacked at our door and we didn't know then what we know now about, you know, it's turned into this dirty word online and, of course, that's where the podcast sits, that's where it lives. So, yeah, I, I think about it all the time um, and I think the longevity of the podcast, you know, has value as well because there's there's a lot to talk about 
the way that we talk about it. Not everyone will resonate with it, but um, I think there are a lot that will. Yeah, I mean, I think we're very open-minded about it and I wouldn't see any reason why our conversation would be would be polarising to the point that we would need to be censored. So th- this is why, for me, it, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really concerned if if our episodes were to be to be blocked or our our digital footprint tarnished because of what we choose to talk about. Because at the end of the day, with this this whole conversation is is well, our podcast is a conversation, and we're not reading scripts. We're just hanging out, having a conversation, and sharing it with the world. And anyone that can do that on a consistent basis and not bring up what's happening, um, that's not a that's not a normal conversation because everyone's talking about this all the time. Yes, and you if we weren't talking about it, we'd be having to stop ourselves talking about it because it is all encompassing at the moment. Yeah. Yep. And it does impact on everything that we're doing and all of the advice I get from my mentors talks about making sure that you include these times in whatever future plans you have, whether it be in business or anything else. You have to allow for it. You have to allow for that it may never go away and allow for it, it might go back to normal. Yeah. Allow for a whole new way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the, the, the other side of it is, yeah, I do refer to it as a, as a time capsule because I think of other really hectic events that happened in the past, whether they were, I mean, how they affected people. I think, wouldn't it be awesome if I could listen to my grandparents have an off-the-cuff conversation about, you know, what it was like when World War II was breaking out. You know, like my 17-year-old grandfather, was he, like, just to know a little bit about, was he, um, you know, was he upset that he didn't get the cut to go to war? Was he waiting to go to war? Like, what was he What was he doing in that time? Um, was he recommending people start businesses? I don't, I've got no idea what he was doing. And unfortunately, now he's not in the condition to even tell me. So... I, I look at it like that, like this is time is moving so quick now and versions of the truth are always so so skewed that at least we'll have these episodes. They kind of they, even we can check back on and look at how much we've grown since now to in the future whenever we listen back to it. Yeah, and when I'm yeah, in, in the nursing home with dementia, I'll need it. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Um, well, I mean, you know, you you did bring up the the eighty year old self. That's right. I think I think when you're eighty, you'll be, you'll be fine. I do too, and I probably shouldn't joke about it. Um, you know, I plan to do a lot of healthy things to to give my eighty year old self the best chance at being around for as for as long as I want to, really. Yeah. Um, and I've got grandchildren, and you know might be great grandchildren yeah so you know i owe it to them to look after myself yes and and the the medical breakthroughs that are going to that we're going to experience in the next um next decade next five years you know next two months is is going to i mean we i think we will get to a point where we'll be able to just you know, live to 150 without without really thinking about it too much. We just go see the doctor and they're like, okay, you know, these levels, take this, do that, uh, watch this, replace that, and and we'll be right because 
I can't help myself, but just looking at the um, the solution that we have now, the fast tracked um, RNA, you know, genetical DNA altering product that's now on the market to help us through this time is, um, I mean, where did that come from? That that's within 12 months. We had this new thing that was never invented before. I know. I know. And while you were talking, I was thinking, I can remember being in Las Vegas drinking some something like that. It was purple and green and yellow. And what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it was, <laughs> well, it was supposed to be, from memory, it was supposed to be sort of like some super zapped up, juiced up vitamin thing that, you know, if you're on the grog all night, then you go sit at one of these bars and it had a tube coming down from this big long container that was green and one was yellow and one was purple and you just sit on the end of that and you'll be right after an hour. Did it work? I don't know. I wasn't hung over. <laughs> well, I mean, I found this amazing thing and this is, this is back in the day when people could gather um, and you'd go to weddings and there was people, um, hundreds of people in the same place. Um, there was, You'd go to the – I went to the bathroom and where the, the basins were where you wash your hands, it was a bowl of these, um, like, um, yeah, anti-hangover tablets. Oh. And, I mean, it's probably just um, an aspirin, just remarketed, <laughs> but it's um, – but they actually worked. You know, you, oh. you, you have a big night, you pop two of these, you know, chug down some water, and the next day you're like, wow, no hangover. Hmm. Before that, well, that- I've never heard of them. Well – I mean, good thinking to the to the bar owner, right? Like you're going to drink like crazy knowing that you don't have to worry about a hangover. Yeah, I mean, there's a sort of claim that you don't know whether you can trust or not. But you did and it worked. Well, I, I was recommended and I was already too late. I was already committed by that point. So like, <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's kick on. Yeah. In the good old days. I know. It seems crazy, doesn't it? Even while you're talking, I'm thinking... Yes, this is going to be interesting for the for the kiddies and the the future generations. Yeah, I mean, I, I I look at my kids and I got no idea. I got no idea what they're like. Sometimes I wonder, like, do do they ask why people got their faces covered? Seems pretty normal to them. Yeah, a bit like having your head in the phone all day. That's normal now. Uh, yeah, I don't I didn't want to say it. I don't want to say it, but seeing seeing my one-year-old grab my phone and hello, 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 and I'm thinking, is where does where, I wonder where he gets that from? <laughs> but that goes for everything. These little copycats. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Well, I don't know, Aaron. I think about think that just about wraps it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 happy with that. I think um, I like to hear about the three different. I mean, we didn't we didn't really touch on the, the business model around the podcast, but I think we can save that for a later date because yeah. there 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 are there are actually many ways you can you can monetize a, a podcast, and I think it it mainly revolves around um, being able to cultivate an audience. Okay, so let's let's talk about that next week then. All right, let's have a look. So next week, looking at our schedule, we have Battle the Future. That's perfect. It perfect is. Perfect start to Battle the Future. Yeah. Audiences, attention markets. Um, yeah, I so, like it. So that, I think, that was nice. Yes. What might be good for the show next week is if we 
take them through that monetization of what to do for a podcast and then we take it on. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know if I can be that. Can I be accountable? Yes, you can. <laughs> if we take it on and then we can um, maybe add a little bit to each podcast from then on. Yeah, all right. All right. Do you know what I mean? Like at the end of the podcast, we can say, um, and this is, I don't know, whatever step we were supposed to do this week, um, and this is how that's going. You know what? I really like this idea, and I like the fact that it, it just naturally came out of the show itself. Yeah. So we're, we're going to hold ourselves accountable to sharing our journey on track and on plan with what we would do if we want to monetize the podcast. On yes. our podcast, yes, that's outrageous. It's <laughs> no, it's it's good. I think I think um, a lot of people that are, are getting that entrepreneurial spark will want to look towards what can I do, what can I share. And I think because we talked about tonight how we started our podcast just by saying let's start it, yeah, and we did. So anyone can do that. Yep. Well, I'm in. I mean, I'm already here, so let's do it. <laughs> All righty. Um, well, we're going to do tips. We're going to do one tip each week, or we do we yes. cut that out? No, no, we could still do the one tip if you want to. Yeah. So my one tip for this episode, for this week, is start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to go perfect with what we just worked out in a minute all right, so and, and I don't need to explain anything else to that, but that that's my that's my tip because you will learn you will learn a lot about yourself, yes. about the technology, about distribution of digital media. There's there's a lot involved. Yeah, boy, I'm going to learn that too. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, this is a good thing. All right, so my my tip is going to be get excited. <laughs> you know what? That's great. Mm. Yeah. That's that is that is what people need to do. That is, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why we overcomplicate it, but in in, in these times of uncertainty and, and you know irrelevant, ridiculous fear, getting excited is the perfect remedy. I think so, and it can be about little things as well as big things. And something unknown like a podcast is something to get excited about. I mean, we certainly did, and. We found the energy that we got from doing the podcast and talking about the things we talked about actually put us into a, a better space for the rest of the evening and sometimes through the week for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, 100%. I, I agree. I think since since I've been doing the podcast, I have felt more accomplished. I I feel more presentable to the world for some reason. Like it's made me consider that. Um, grooming, yeah, yeah. It's, it's practice, but I think it's also some kind of mental intellectual grooming. Mm -hmm. So just because you think about, um, yeah, you think about who you are publicly. Yes. Yep. It does make so, you think about that and uh, what you say and the impact of those words. Yeah. Especially when we're shooting questions at each other. Yeah. You, you, you're forced to, to, to say, all right, I, do I actually have an opinion on this and am I willing to share it? And getting comfortable with that is, I think, very um, 
it is, it's, it's kind of empowering, but it's, it's, it stimulates your own personal growth in ways that you, you, you don't know unless you do it. Yeah. Cool. Sounds so good that, to me. So that's a wrap. I'm looking that's forward to next week wrap. already. Me too. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Bye.